wildtalkradio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. You're on Twitch and you have to have a Prime Gaming sub available, but you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is... That simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I am your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer, slash co-host, slash handyman, Sir Rockin'. We're here. We're live. We're doing a thing. It's The Rack. You can follow us on Twitter at Wild, at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show, at Lindsay Ward. Come to WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Twitch.tv slash WTR Live to interact with us live. Oh, it's been a week in wrestling. It's it's been it's been something. It's been interesting. 
So we're going to talk about some of it. We're not going to talk about all of it this week um, because there's a couple things that are not confirmed. Not confirmed. Um, nope. Not confirmed. So until they are confirmed, I don't want to talk about it. Um, plus, we have one major story that we do have to discuss that we're going to get into. We're also going to be doing Deadline later in the show where we will be reviewing the show and talking about certain things that have kind of played a factor into things that have happened. So with that, let's jump in right into the news brought to you by our friends over at uh, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. I'm going to work my way up. Okay. So, Tony Khan announced the thing this past week after the ROH pay-per-view on Saturday. Basically, that ROH will, that he's number one, bringing back the Honor Club, and he's going to be filling it with all kinds of ROH content. But two, that the weekly ROH show that he has been pitching to Warner and subsequently Discovery did not go through, and so he is going to instead put it on the Honor Club, where you can subscribe for the bargain basement price of $10 a month to get all the content that you would like for ROH. So what the deal is, you're going to have the TV show, past content, and you'll have access to the new weekly TV show with, along with the new pay-per-views, but you can only get the pay-per-views 90 days after they air on other platforms. Which is a bit much, but okay. But that's, that's you know, that's legal binding. Warner Media would have the right to sue them on their servers. You have 90 days to purchase it on there, and then it becomes available. Yeah, but it's still kind of a, a crappy deal thing as he's the one producing the content. He technically owns the content, but he can't put it out for uh, 90 days on his own platform. I mean, but, it's, um, it's, but it's like WWE. They, they don't have the rights to their content takes 30 days to put their own content on their own network. It did. I don't know if they still do or if they sped that up. I don't no, know, no, but it's, it's still it's, shit deal. It's still 30 days. It's still 30 days. But 90? 90? Well, that's probably how the, it was worked in the contract. I don't know. Still seems like a shitty deal to me. Anyway, um, so if you are interested, it will be available shortly. I don't think it's available yet, right? Uh, you can sign up for Ring of Honor, Honor Club. You, there's content up there now. No, there's no TV show, no nothing yet because that is not starting that more details will be available in 2023. So, there you go. So, go sign up if you're interested. Uh, staying on the AEW train, AEW has hired former key WWE employee Michael Mansuri to join them as the new senior VP and co-executive producer. That's, so, congratulations to him. That's a big move. He was supposed to be Kevin Dunn's replacement. So, it seems like they may be upping their uh, production values just a little bit. Production values and just sort of how they pr- how they produce their TV show. Yeah, yeah. That's a big hire. That's a good hire. So congratulations to them. Moving on, John Cena will be returning to SmackDown on December 30th for reasons unknown, other than because he can, and it's New Year's. John's, yeah, John's returning. Um, it's because it is New Year's. Um, could this be them setting up something for WrestleMania? Possibly. Probably. But we all thought that for SummerSlam, and nothing happened. He blue balled us, so... Here we are. He, he could blue us. He could blue balls again, like for sure's. But I think for the most part, he's. Um, I don't think excuse me, he's going to. But you never know. It's hard to say with him. Like he's just coming back for no apparent reason, and so we're like, oh, okay, all right. I is guess. He, is he I doing, guess is he doing the thing? What is he actually doing? Is he coming back? Is he what's what's John Cena doing? Is he going to fight Logan Paul at WrestleMania? Is he fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania? We don't know. But we're going to find out. That that yeah, we're definitely going to find out. It's gonna be on December thirtieth. He's live from Tampa, so it's just, you know, a, a ride away for him to show up and be a part of the action. So moving on, now we're gonna get into the heavy stuff. So it seems as if Matt Riddle may have gotten himself into a bit of trouble and he is suspended due to the wellness policy. 
There are rumors that he is currently in rehab. Um, there is no word on what he was doing. There's a lot of rumor. There's a lot of speculation. Um, but for the time being, he is off WWE TV to deal with his problems. And we all wish him the best in his recovery. Yeah, that's that's kind of kind of it. Hopefully, he learns his lesson and we go from there. This is, I think, violation number two. I would believe so. Yes, because there's talk that it was happened earlier in the summer was violation number one, where he got a warning. Now here we are. Now here we are. Oh dear. Let's let's hope. But for reals, let's hope he he gets gets his stuff together and he's able to recover and, and move forward because you never you never like to see somebody get taken down by addiction um and it is a very serious problem oh it is a very serious problem especially the the substances that he allegedly was taking yes agreed <laughs> that is the most pg way of saying that yes it was it was um yes moving on we're just gonna move on Best of luck to Matt Riddle as we move forward. In his recovery, yes. In his recovery. Uh, this is another best of luck, but as they move forward in their career. Um, so Tuesday, Mandy Rose lost the NXT Women's Championship in a rather surprising fashion. Um, nobody was expecting her to lose it Tuesday night. I don't think anybody was expecting her to have a match Tuesday night. Uh, but she did, and she lost the title. Um, and... It was being speculated at the time that the reason why she lost said title was because Mandy Rose had a OnlyFans substitute type account it, on it. It wasn't OnlyFans. It was on a different platform. Fan, fan time. Fan time. She had a fan time account. And she was p- posting, um, we're going to say Ver- explicit content. <laughs> That went beyond the normal parameters. Yeah. So originally she was posting, you know, your typical OnlyFans type content. And then she went a little far. She was doing, she was doing basically from everything I have heard sex acts. Um, There's nothing wrong in what she did. I want everybody to hear me now when I say that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what Mandy Rose did. She has every right to post that kind of content if she wishes. It's her body. It's her boyfriend's body. They can do what they like. Okay. That being said, it also should be noted that WWE was aware of the account that they were apparently allowing her to have the account under specific parameters. Um, but essentially what happened is the explicit content got posted by her. Um, it was for a pay service, so it was done private, except for the people who paid for it. Somebody got a hold of it that paid. Somebody leaked it on the internet, and somebody was basically out there touting what Mandy was out doing on her fan time account, which, of course, it hit the internet, and the internet does what the internet does. Gets back to WWE. They immediately took the title off of her basically as fast as they could um and then she was let go yesterday um for what they claimed was violation of contract um but that's the rumor because again we don't know for sure what they was actually said because wwe has not officially stated anything yeah this is all speculation in terms of what was said and what was done we know she was released she's been moved to the alumni section but you know supposedly it's violation of contract there is no confirmation on that um could be a morality thing could be a moral clause could be anything we don't know but basically mandy rose was let go from her contract uh with wwe and um there's been a lot of blowback on this in terms of 
why she was released. It should be noted that she was not released per se because of the sex acts. She was not released because of she was posting out on the internet. She wasn't released because she was being too sexy when other people weren't being sexy enough. Those were not the reasons that she was released. More than likely what I think happened is that WWE was aware of the count. They told her, okay, this is what you can post. This is what we're comfortable with. This does not violate any of our brand guidelines. This is within scope based on what you do. This is fine. Mandy Rose, being the adult that she is, made a decision. She made the content. I believe she was perfectly aware of what she was doing when she posted the content. It wasn't an accidental, oh, I didn't know. No, I think she was very aware of what she did. And she she basically ran the risk of them finding it. Because odds are, they weren't checking the account that hard. They just were like, okay, you go do you do. You do you, and we're going to trust you. And when the leak happened, that's when everything kind of hit the fan. Um, do I feel WWE's right in releasing her? Not really. I think it's a bit harsh. I understand the reasoning behind it. I understand that if she, if they were allowing the account, if she did push the line, if she did make a decision to post something that they weren't comfortable with and they felt they had to make a, an example of her, I get it. I don't necessarily respect that decision. I think they're in the wrong for that, but I understand why because basically they gave these types of accounts back. They had taken them away and they were not allowing anybody to have this kind of thing. It's something that Zelina Vega got fired for. She took a stance, yeah. She took a stance and she got fired for it. They brought her back ultimately, but she got fired for for having an OnlyFans account. So they completely took all of that away. And then Mandy Rose was able to kind of get that back when they released a bunch of that stuff back to the talent where they're like, okay, all right, this is what you can do. These are the rules. Go forth. So she, she, I feel like she did take a liberty. That's not confirmed. That's just my personal feeling. Um, she's in, within her right to take that liberty. Like I said, it's her body. Um, but she also has the responsibility of, of taking that liberty. So if you are a celebrity, which she is, mm-hmm. she should realize that if the company is backing you in, in certain manners, you should abide by the standards that they set. Going overboard means you are seeing an opportunity to take advantage and you are hoping that you would not be caught. And that's what it, what it ultimately was. She was seeing how far she can go before it backfired. And well, it backfired. She lost her job over it. Is she making more money doing what she's doing now? Yes. Did she raise her price today? Yes. <laughs> um, is the company in the wrong? I, 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 I... I think they acted the way they needed to. I think they just needed to take a stance. And we we get on them for at times for not, right? Where they mm-hmm. just let things go and just sort of there's no stance. Here they had here they had to take and use this as an opportunity to go like we're, we've been giving you guys the opportunity to go on Instagram, go on OnlyFans, go on Twitch and, and whatever and do whatever in YouTube and, and do your own thing. Now it's like but there, there has to be limits, especially for a company that's very PG. What she was doing was nowhere near it. And there's very vague lines of what is PG and what's not. Is there sexualized con- Do they sexualize their talent? Yes. We all know this. They've been doing it forever. And the, the common thing I've heard on the internet was, well, WWE let the girls do Playboy 20 years ago. This is such misogynist and double standards and yada yada. Let's start with your question. The, the, the point. 20 years ago. 15 years ago. We're totally di- They're a totally different company than they were 15 years ago. They're a totally different company than they were six months ago. But, like, it's not the same thing. Again, 
Well, WWE's man, they just weren't getting a cut of her money. No, that has nothing to do with it. None of that had to do with what happened. She went too far, and she paid the price. Should WWE looking? Should WWE ju- be judged for things they did in the past? Yes. Yeah. But you gotta realize they've corrected it. They've taken a stance and they've changed directions. They're not doing Playboys. There's no WWE magazines where they're selling just pictures of girls in bikinis. That that's that era of WWE is over. And also the other common one was well, show and show's junk was put out on the internet. So show and show's porn tape was put out on the internet. They weren't fired. There's a difference between the content being stolen and leaked to the internet, and there is and the content being created for the purpose of being sold. It being actually sold, and then somebody putting it out on the internet in the form of a leak. In the case of the people who were not consenting of said content being out on the internet, that's that's the difference. They were- there is consent versus non-consent. Their their images, their videos, their likenesses, their dick shots were all stolen and they were put out or they were put out without their knowledge without their consent for the world to see mandy and her boyfriend made the content together willingly Mm -hmm. they produced it they put it out on the on the fan time page with the intent of selling it is it wrong that it got leaked Absolutely. And that person should be 100% ashamed of themselves um, for doing that. Because basically this is, I don't want to put that like full blame on them, but they do have a part in this. Because had you just kept her cool, had you not put it out there, this probably wouldn't be a thing. She would still likely have her job. Would she eventually have gotten caught? Probably, yeah. But the fact that you put it out there and you basically created a shitstorm, that's not cool, dude. But she created the content with the intent of selling it. She created the content with the intent of it being viewed and being, I guess, shared. And so there is a there is a line of consent there that is not present with like people like Paige and Seth Rollins and some of the others who had their sex tapes and their private pictures leaked, right? And that's why they were not fired is ultimately they were not the ones leaking the content. They were not the ones putting the content they out. Were, they weren't selling the content. This is content that's being actively sold on the internet. Which again, she is not wrong for making. No, again, she can make all the content she wants. I think for me, like I said, I understand them taking the stance. I understand them feeling they had to make an example of her to ensure that everybody else in the company understands this will not be tolerated. We we gave you a set of rules. We expect the rules to be followed. And that's what she was fired for. It was not for the fact that she made the content. It's not for what the content consisted of. It's for the fact that they gave her a set of rules, likely, and she broke it. And now it's, okay, all right, we ha- we ha- basically have to, we have to take a stand. Yeah. Do I feel like they could have maybe not have done that? Sure. Do I feel like they could have suspended her for 60, 90 days? taken the title off of her, possibly find her. Yeah, they could have. Like, they could have imposed a less strict punishment on her and been a little bit more justified in that. Um, but they didn't choose to do that. Instead, they chose to fire her, um, which I... I don't feel is necessarily the right, but I also don't feel like she's 100% in the right. Like to me, the situation is just a bunch of wrongs. <laughs> like nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. 100%. Like again, WWE has a right to take a stance against somebody breaking the rules and Manny has a right to make the content of whatever she wishes featuring her body. As long as she's willing and she's comfortable and it's all good with her, that's all that matters. And she should know the consequences of her actions. And well, she's now realizing it and, to be fair, she may be like, 
okay, whatever. I'm launched off to this new venture. And here's the here's the here's the thing. There, we're going to run through a couple of rumors. One, she may have asked for a release, may have been ultimatum, and if she gets rid of the website, she could be brought back at any point. Yep. WWE has not acknowledged the release. They only moved her to the alumni section, so that's their acknowledgement. There's been no formal announcement. Because while she's a main roster talent, she is under the NXT brand at the moment. They normally do not acknowledge NXT releases unless it is the mass firings. And even then, NXT usually does not get it put into that group. So... There's that. Do I expect her to be back in WWE? Maybe. Because they, what they just did, looking at everything else aside, they spent the last year repackaging and rebuilding and creating a new star. WWE is losing something in this. Yeah, they're taking a big hit by letting her go. And I'm sure the decision was not taken lightly. I'm sure it wasn't a snap decision. No, but it wasn't a snap decision. This only snap decision was to take the belt off her. Then they had discussions of what to do, and then here we are. Um, again, so could she be brought back? Yeah. But they, 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 they spent, they made her the long, one of the longest reigning champions in NXT history. They, they just spent an entire year building and developing, redeveloping her and putting her in a position where now she was going to be brought up to the main roster. And here we are. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm sorry that she got let go. I'm sorry that, you know, she's trying to figure things out. I hope it all works out for her. Um, which I'm sure it will. Like you said, she raised the prices on the website. That seems to be the route that she's going. Godspeed. You do the thing. You do you, girl. You do you. And Brent, was it a Snapchat decision? No. <sighs> Corner. Corner for you. Anyway, I say we take our first and only break. Yeah, what do you think? That sounds like a good idea. Because that's a Snapchat decision. Uh-huh. Was... <laughs> anyway, oh we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back... We're going to be talking all about NXT Deadline, which aired this past Saturday on Peacocks and the WWE Networks. So you don't want to miss it. You're listening to Rack right here on WallStockRadio.com. We will be right back. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Get the hell yeah. Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked, what? what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights, what? 11 p.m. Eastern, what? live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. What is the greatest of all time? Saturday nights. We decide from sports, video games, movies, and even the X rated. You help us decide what is the greatest of all time. It is the greater than great debate, a part of your Saturday night. CB Radio Saturday night Midnight to Houston On the Wild Talk Radio Network Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts Just search for The Rack Radio Show 
And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock and Sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana of the Art of Wrestling podcast, but right now you're listening to the Rack Radio Show on the Wildcat Network. Wild Talk Radio. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wild Talk Radio. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast, but right now you're listening to the Rack Radio on the Wildcat Radio Network. Wild Talk. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think we should keep it. I think it's funny. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast, but right now you're listening to Rack Radio on Wild Talk Radio. Perfect. Wait, I'll do Rack Radio show, sorry. All right, one more time. One more time. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast, but right now you're listening to the Rack Radio show on Wild Talk Radio. Take four. I'm a take four <laughs> Now I don't feel so bad. There you go. <laughs> And welcome back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on wildtalkradio.com, rockradioshow.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you haven't have a Prime Gaming sub available, but well, you can use it here for, for, for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, hang out and chat, listen to the archive. And just follow the channel. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, we are going to be talking about NXT Deadline. There is no Tweet of the Week this week because Twitter just was not funny. So anyway, sorry. That's just, that's that's how it is. That is um, before we get into before we get into it, all right? Okay. We're going to give everyone a programming reminder or an update. So next week, chat, we're not, unless there's a major wrestling story, we're skipping the wrestling next week. Doing Jingle All the Rack, Christmas edi- Christmas edition, where we're going to try not to have any wrestling. Well, we're doing, well, it's a secret, but it's not going to be wrestling. So, we're different content next week for Jingle All the Rack, our Christmas show, live next Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Ding. Ding. So now, let's get into NXT Deadline. So this was a interesting show. There was one match 
stipulation that nobody was really sure about, and that was the Iron Survivor Challenge, which just to remind everybody that what the Iron Survivor Challenge is, it is five wrestlers complete in a match, which lasts 25 minutes, and nobody was really sure of how long it would actually last. Two wrestlers start the match, which begins the timer every five minutes. Another wrestler enters with the fifth and final participant entering at the 15-minute mark. Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall submission or being the victim of a disqualification, they gain a point. Points can be gained even before other participants have entered. A wrestler who is pinned, submitted, or disqualified goes into the penalty box for 90 seconds. The winner of the match is dubbed the Iron Survivor. And that is the person who scores the most points at the end of the 25-minute time limit. And if the result is a tie, those who are tied enter a sudden death overtime. The winners of the respective men's and women's matches will become the number one contenders for the NXT and NXT Women's Championships, respectively. So I think there was a lot of questions surrounding these matches and how they were going to go. This is a brand new stipulation that Sean came up with. Um, And honestly... Seeing it in action, I think it went way better than we all thought it was going to. It was less convoluted than we all thought it was going to be. Because when this first got announced, we were all like, what? We doing really, what? We really didn't know. Nobody, I think, really understood where they were going with it. And so it's like, okay, all right, we, we're going to put our faith in Shawn Michaels because he's never let us down before. So we're going to trust that this is going to work. And we were right to trust because he did not let us down. He, I, it's going to take something like some time to get used to it. Yeah. And it's something I don't want them to use on a high frequency. <laughs> But for what this was, I thought it went fine. So one of the quotes that came out, before we get in, we'll get into the, the matches itself here in a minute. So one of the quotes that came out during Sean's media call was from one of the talents involved, and Sean was talking about it, they said they had so much fun, right? They loved the concept. Uh-huh. They just don't want to be booked in it again. Yeah, like, I could see how it's something new, it's something different, it's something exciting, like, you're, it's, it's a change, right? And we all, we all sometimes really like change, even if we only want to do it that one time. It's like, wow, that was really cool. I never want to do that again, but wow, that was really cool to do one time. Yeah, it's that. And what they, what they put on was a fantastic match. Both of them. They both went out there and did each, and each match was something different. Um. But which match do you want to want to start with the women's match? Since it opened, yeah, let's talk about the women's match. Okay, so it was the number one contenders match, Iron Survivor Challenge. It was featured. Um, it was uh, Roxanne Perez. It was Zoe Stark, uh, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Cora Jade, Kiana James, and Eddie Hartwell. Okay. Yeah, because the recap I had had none of the names listed, so that was good. That's good, helpful. Do you want me to send what I'm looking at so you can have it? No, I'm good. good. Are you sure? Yeah, we're good. Um, we're good. Okay, I have I have the names. You have Wikipedia. I know. You're good. We're good. Um, Professional. Professionalism, right here. Anywho, so they did some innovative things. I the timers worked. The way they had people come in worked. I thought all the girls worked hard. I thought um, Count James was was impressive in this matchup. We also saw. Speaking of of content, and in from the first segment. We saw a lot of Cora Jade's backside. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. There, 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 there was a lot there. Yep, 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 yep. You, yep. You, you, uh, you saw a lot of her her behind, as it were, in this one. 
because uh, those were some short shorts. Um, there, she got a little cheeky more than once. More, more than once, yeah. Not complaining. I'm just I'm just pointing. The, these are all factual statements of what happened. Yes, we, we are we are obligated to report on what happened, and <laughs> that's one of the things that we have to report on. Because it was a big deal, like on Twitter, because the girls were taking shots at her too, which is funny. Afterwards, I thought. I thought the women worked really hard in this one. I like that there were, I believe there was only one fall each for a while, till the very end. It was a low amount of falls, yeah, because you had... Um, Kiana was the only one who didn't get a fall, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because you ended up having everybody sort of tied at one, with the exception of Kiana, and then ultimately Roxanne Perez was able to score the final pinfall, so she wins the match with two, and everybody else except for Kiana James had one. I will admit that, honestly, I did not like the Kiana James character going into this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I necessarily like it coming out of it, um, but she kind of grew on me a little bit. Like, I just... I think, to me, there was... And I don't mean this in a negative way at all. To me, the, the shot of her with the supposed secretary taking fake notes... Just was a little like much for me in the promo package (laughs) where it was like it's especially in light of recent events. I'm not going to make the joke that I would normally make for this, but I think you all know where I'm going with this. Um, It was just a little too uh, fake. And that's why I just have a problem with the characters. It kind of comes across as very, very fake Mm -hmm. to me. Um, like she's trying to do something with it and I respect that she's trying to do something with it, but she's like, Oh my God, look at me. I'm hot because I wear glasses. And then I take my glasses off and look at me. I'm just so badass. Like it's like <sighs> that kind of thing. So like for me, it just, it doesn't do anything for me, but she, I, I will admit that she was, she was very good in this match. She was a nice addition. Uh, Indy had a nice showing. We already talked about Corjay. We don't need to talk about Corjade. And Roxanne Perez really did well in this match. Obviously she won, but she did very, very well. Like I thought the girls did a wonderful job with putting this together, considering none of them had ever done it before. Yeah, it was the first of its kind. I like, also like that the women got out there out in front and did it first. Yeah. They didn't have to follow whatever the men were trying to do no they got to they got to set the standard which was good so Roxanne would then be now become the number one contender and as we all know she is now the nxt women's champion so for her it all worked out in the end yeah she got she challenged mandy on tuesday roxanne won the title booker t was very verklempt he, he was on both shows on both shows he was very verklempt he's very proud of his daughter um Adopted daughter, I should say, but he was very, very, very happy. So that's awesome. And they were taking pictures and stuff together afterwards. But so congratulations to Roxanne Perez on a rather banner week. Yeah. I hope whatever happened with Mandy does not overshadow whatever is going to happen with her because she's what, 21? She's incredibly young. Yeah. She, she's going to be a bright spot in the future. So let's, I, I want to talk about this really quick before we go to the next match. She was the ROH Women's Champion at the start of this year. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, right? And now here we are. She's in WWE. She's the NXT Women's Champion on a brand that's actually thriving and not... Um. Anyway. Um. <laughs> moving on. Moving on, he says. Moving on. So that was your Iron Survivor Challenge for the women. We'd move on to Isla Dawn taking on Alba Fire in a non-anything um, match. Because neither one of them has title, there was no uh, so stip, nothing. I I was good with this match till the finish. Finish was weird. So the referee started oozing up back black goo because um she 
spat at him, I guess, a couple weeks prior and caused it to reoccur. And I, it, it, weird finish. <laughs> Thing, I don't think it really worked. Like, I, I see what they're trying to do with Isla Dawn. Like, it's sort of a... It's sort of like a take on what Scarlet was doing before, and kind of a mix of what Alexa was doing. Um, but I don't I don't know if I like it yet or not. I'm I I like her on the whole. Like I remember her from NXT UK, and I liked her in NXT UK. But I I we maybe going a little too far on the supernatural. I just don't know if this worked, but they tried, and in the end, Isla Dawn did pick up the victory over Alba Fire. So congratulations to her. I like. I I get why they what they were doing. I think they were trying to protect Alba Fire. I just. I it, it was a finish that just I don't know. I go go less of that and more just wrestling a little bit. I'm okay with the character she's portraying. I just uh, goo the goo. All the goo. Not they must. All. They I must have heard. had an abundance of it in, from the COVID era, and they're just trying to get rid of it. That's the only thing uh, I can think of. Yeah, let's go with that. Because um, mm-hmm. there was just a bucket sitting in the back, and they're like, "Oh, hey, we could use this." Because you know, that's that's all they they had. Alexa oozing goo. Like it worked. I'm gonna say this. It worked for Alexa, right? Because they used it relatively sparingly, and she didn't have. You didn't have like referees puking it up. You had Randy, and you had Alexa do it, and that was kind of it. Because they were influenced by Bray, or AKA the Darkness. So, um, so one company is having goo be spat up, and others are having the referees bleed. So you know, it's. From their heads. From their heads. From, from, from their, their heads. heads. From their heads. Male head. Not that head. I just... The, the, the I feel, I, I feel like we have to qualify that. I, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get you. The, 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 yeah, the noggin. Not that... Anyway. Moving on. Continue. Not the not the troubles <laughs> that you get monthly. <laughs> if you, you if you get monthly troubles. Um. Anyway, so yes. Yeah, so that was a thing. So Isladon picks up the victory. Up next. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods take on Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson for the NXT Tag Team Championship match. This was really good. I want this again. I need this again in my life. This was so good. There was a, I mean, there was a twerk off. People were dressed as Santa. This was, honestly, they, New Day came in and they brought the best out of Pretty Deadly. They, they, yeah, they made sure that they had a really good match. Because that's who the New Day are. They're two, Woods and Kofi are two of the most professional talents they have in the company. And they've been doing this thing for a very long time. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods would win the, these belts all over these two men. And Kofi is like a 15-time tag team champion now. That's it's old. insane. Bo- and Booker was mad about it because apparently it passes Booker. Then on, on NXT he was like, well, I found a 16th title reign. So, uh Now it's like... You, you you lost your record. Um, I just I like that they're they're there. I thought I think New Day in NXT for a little run is going to be something special. I thought what they did on on Saturday was a good match. I thought they made sure that they didn't just walk in there and go, "Hey, we're taking these belts and we're going to squash these two kids." It's not how that went. They put over all their moves. Now we all know what they do. We now know, hey. This is what Pretty Deadly would look like in a main roster situation. Guess what? They went up against a main roster tag team and delivered. I mean, here's the thing with Pretty Deadly. They've done just about everything they can do in terms of the developmental system for WWE. They ran NXT UK. They 
are in NXT proper. And I, I would fully expect that it's it's a matter of time before they come up to the main roster. I would give it six months or six to eight months. They're probably up. Because the, the tag team division in, in NXT is not wonderful. It's there. It's there, but then rebuilding. They're rebuilding, but it kind of got a little gutted. And so Pretty Deadly has not had a ton of things to do. So it's... It's wonderful that they brought the New Day down. New Day is intent on making them, intent on helping them shine, because they believe in them. And so they're like, we want to come down there and help these two out by giving them a stronger, stronger set of competition in the New Day. Like, they are the, the New Day is the premier tag team in WWE. They've done all the things. They've done literally everything. All the things. They're now, they're triple crown champions. They've done everything. They've run Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They've, they've done it everything they are one of the longest standing gimmicks in wwe right now so like for them to go down to nxt and give back and try to help make pretty deadly that's incredibly cool and this will do wonders for pretty deadly i'm sure people were upset that they lost the titles but here's the thing it will be better for pretty deadly to chase and it will be that much sweeter when they get their titles back from the new day yeah so on on, on tv this week uh pretty Deadly wanted a tag title shot right mm-hmm. and all they had to do was sing the pledge of allegiance that was the only requirement New Day had was for them to sell, uh, sing the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. So um, Brooks and Jensen came out and sang the Pledge of Allegiance, so they're getting a tag team title match next week, just because they know the Pledge of Allegiance. I thought it was fantastic. I love the fact that you're going to make two Brits say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's, yeah, that's so good. So good. I was like, way to troll. Good job. But yeah, like it's that kind of thing. So... Let's see where this goes. Let's get this a chance, but congratulations to New Day on getting the record, on becoming Triple Crown Tag Team title champions, because you've won all three now. Um, and yeah, yeah. let's, let's move forward. Alright, what's next? Up next, we have the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge, which featured Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. Joe Gacy in wrestling tights looks weird. It just looks weird. It came out in his underwear and I didn't know what to do for a second. Like, because you're used to the shirts and the slacks and that's what he's been wrestling in. And like, then he comes out in his man panties and you're like, what? He was very Husky Harris-esque. He, he did. He was. He looked like, like the love child of Bray Wyatt and Husky Harris if they weren't the same person. Um, this was a, this was a fun match. The men had fun with this. The, the penalty box fight. They use a lot of, yeah, they, the ladies didn't emphasize the penalty box as the men did. They, they went in there, they did a fight and everything yeah like you had who was it jd mcdonough at one point in the in the penalty box and axiom was leaving and jd mcdonough grabs axiom and he's like oh okay we're gonna do this all right hold on one second and he goes in and beats the crap out of jd mcdonough and then goes back to the ring yeah that was good there was a flip off like the the box mellow was there in, in at one point being yeah all this was all this was really fun they were very innovative in what they were trying to attempt in this matchup so it was brought up on saturday after the show and we were watching after we were doing Fortnite and, and Casey brought up this point why were they chasing um Grayson Waller who had who was up in the falls I was like I don't know I don't understand why they were chasing him because I believe it was Axiom who took the last fall so he was out but he was out out so he couldn't be pinned there were at any anymore he had to be taken to the box but he was he was out um it's like i don't know why he was just running around being chased maybe because no one's was like he's the guy with the most pinfall so we're just going to try to stop him i don't know why they didn't go after each other but it is what it is i thought impressive match um i don't know the only one who uh, i was really surprised 
is that Carmelo didn't win. And because they are doing the match now at New Year's Evil and not at Vengeance Day, I can see Carmelo getting the title shot then, so it makes sense. Um, overall, I... Again, very creative. I thought the women had a bet the better bell to bell match, but this was a very creative. I feel like the men did a lot more just in terms of using everything they had, but yeah, the women I feel like told a little bit of a better story, but the men just overall I think had more fun with it. Um and did just more with it. But yeah, I was surprised Carmelo didn't win. Um, clearly they see something in Grayson Waller that the rest of us, or at least me, don't. And that's not a knock at Grayson Waller. I just, I don't see him as, as a champion. I see him as like a manager or a comedy relief app because that's all he's really been used as. I haven't seen him necessarily as championship contender, especially for someone like Ron Breaker, but he could pull an upset. We don't know. No, he's, he's, he's going to get squashed. Probably, but Grayson Waller picks up your win and is your number one contender for Braun Breaker's championship. Speaking, which, of, speaking of Braun Breaker. Which leads us to Braun Breaker taking on Apollo Crews, and in no shock, Braun picks up the victory. This was... This was fine. It was okay. It was not as good as I feel like it. It would. I, we all thought it was going to be. There was a little sort of... Their styles didn't mesh fully. And again, they're both baby faces. It was weird that they were doing baby face versus baby face. I, Paolo's a good worker. Braun is, is a good worker. I, I, it's been a while since I've cared about what Apollo's done in the ring. I really didn't, fishing trip aside, I, it, what they're doing with him isn't the greatest. It doesn't captivate you week to week. He's just sort of a guy on the, on the roster. They're trying to make Braun Breaker something. And they're doing a fine job and everything they'll, like everything, we look at Braun Breaker and go, well, he needs work. Yes. He's been doing this a year. And he's the pressure of being champion as he's learning and growing. So every time he's in, this was a good match for him to learn and develop. I thought in terms of that, it worked. I thought Braun being, Braun needs more matches like this where he's learning and having to experience new things because he did. Because he was in a ring with someone who was as powerful as he can be and he had to deal with it and figure out a way to take advantage when he could. I thought he did a great job in doing so when needing to. And again, that will only help him going forward. Like, we look at Braun and, and some of these guys going, well, what do I, what do we see in them? Well, we're, we're trying to figure it out. And having limited matches and limited experience go... Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as an example. You take a guy like Braun Breaker, right? And you take him back 20 years, 24 years, 25 years. Take him back to the Attitude Era, right? Mm-hmm. Is he okay? Well, we'll go with this. If you slotted him into WCW and put him in the ring like they did Goldberg, he's a better worker than Goldberg ever was when he was going 163 and up. Agreed. So Braun is ahead of the game in terms of like, he because ha- he has the look like Goldberg had the look. Braun has the look like his, of the Steiners. He has the look to be successful. He's more talented than a guy like Goldberg. He can cut a promo on the same level as Goldberg can, even though he can talk somewhat better than Goldberg too. So it's like, do they have something in Braun Breaker? Yes. Do they have to fine tune it? Yes. So we'll see. I just, we, you need some, you need the heel to drag the it out of Braun. And they haven't found it yet because the Europeans weren't the guys to find it. Ziggler was a little bit. Joe Casey was not it. I want to see what, if Carmelo can get that out of Braun Breaker after Grayson Waller. If that's the way they go. You need to, you need to find the, 
Braun needs a heel to really elevate him. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like he definitely needs just overall a very strong heel. And I think kind of the strongest heel he's faced was really sort of, honestly, Joe Gacy. Um, he was at least the most challenging heel. But in the end, the story just couldn't help carry. Like, he needs... I don't mean to knock anybody in NXT, but I feel like he just needs someone who's maybe a little bit more polished than what they have down in NXT to take him to that next level. And they will. They'll get it. They'll get it. They'll figure it out. But it's just, it's, let's see what Grayson does. Let's see what Carmella does. But ultimately for Braun, it's like, it's all there. They're just missing one or two little pieces with him to really make him successful. And... It's just the question of of um, can they find what they need? And again, he's doing this for a year now. More matches, more being on the road, learning everything can only help. So yeah, deadline was fun. Deadline was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. Let's see where they go from from here. Honestly, indeed, I would give pick'em results, but I don't think we did very well. I don't know if we did very well or not, but because you know, I don't have any results because somebody is slacking. Slacking. Anyway, that's our show. He's slacking in his slackiness? He is. How dare he? We get yelled at in three, two... Anyway. (laughs) There it is. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, you have stuff to plug, so plug away. Saturday night, midnight is Another edition of Steve Rear, the final show of 2022. Wild. Um, This year has flown by, man. uh, Yeah, a little bit. Uh... Christmas is very too soon. Um, I need another week. Well, you have beyond the week that's coming. I need like two weeks. You don't got it. Anyway, Sunday night WTR Sunday night Russell Talk Radio. We're doing the best of 2022. So we'll we'll talk about the best matches, moments, etc., etc. Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night's Raw post show, 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night. 10 p.m. Eastern for Jingle Larac, hopefully a non-wrestling edition. So we have something fun planned. Unless something breaks, we'll talk wrestling. If not, we're, we're going to just stick to the, what we got planned, have some Christmas fun with all you next Thursday night. It's Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. It's Facebook.com says Wild Talk Radio Network. Rack Radio Show on all anywhere you get your podcast well Amazon Music Stitcher Spotify etc etc you both did both both and I did three and two top plays and then we did as well as the eight ball that's the update from the intern I'm insulted anyway chat if you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitter account it's called Prime Games support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button on the screen you can also use credit code Rocketsack or Lynn's M Ward in the Fortnite I'm sorry when you buy your new battle passes your new Christmas skins you with your My Heroes Academia, is that what it's called? Something like that. Mm-hmm. You can buy your Mr. Beast skins right now in the item shop. Why? Because we are hashtag epic partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at LinsWard, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LinsWard. Please go like the channel follow please we are on the road to affiliate come watch the channel come hang out i stream Genshin impact 
and we're getting ready to start the new event this weekend. Um, so just follow me on Twitter to get notified of when I'm going live with that. You know, so check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol lensward or lensward.rockradioshow.com or just look for lensward on the YouTubes. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things. And while you're on YouTube, go check out MBG Films, youtube.com slash MBG1211 because Matt is awesome and he just had a birthday. So happy birthday, Matt. Um, and yeah, so with that, Rock and I are going to go. We're going to go, you know, chill. So with that, I will say goodnight, everybody. You've been listening to Rock right here on MalltalkRadio.com, and we'll see you later. Bye. WildTalkRadio.com.